Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets. What's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. And it's my pleasure today to be talking to Larry Pesavento, an old favourite of the show. Larry's a market trader of some 45 years experience. He's the author of many books. And uh, his method when trading the markets is to try and recognise chart patterns in order to time his trades. And controversially, he also looks to the stars to find patterns in the planetary cycles and uses these sometimes to astonishing effect um, to time the markets. Larry, hello. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Fine, Dominic. How are you? I, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. And, have, you, uh, have you been able to wash your Bentley during all the ash that's been <laughs> dropped over there? I've lost my Bentley. I've had to downgrade to a Ford because I've been shorting the markets the last few weeks. <laughs> Well, then your Ford's going to be pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to turn... I've actually got an Alfa Romeo. I only bought it two weeks ago. So, But I'm hoping uh, if things go my way, maybe I can upgrade to a Bentley in the, in the coming weeks. Well, that's, it's just an Italian car. You know, you're always upstaging, you know, when you're doing that. Absolutely. Um, so... Larry, um, as we speak today, the, the S&P's trading just above 1,200. Uh, oil's at about 83. The long bond's at 116. Gold's um, down a little bit today at about 1,140. Um, where should we start? I mean, you've got one of your big cycle turn dates coming up. Um, so, yes. so, so let's talk about that. Let's start with that. Well, Dominic, the last time I, we had a show, we were in Hong Kong back in October. And, uh, you know, we were looking for a pretty major top around the 18th or 19th. And we did get about an 8% break in the market, um, you know, from October. And then it, um, you know, broke quite a bit and then made a little bit higher high in January and then came down into February. And since February uh, 6th here in the United States, we've had this the strongest run in the history of the U.S. stock market going back over 200 years. It went up 41 days without a 1% correction. That was finally broken on Monday. We did break the, the 1% correction uh, on Monday. We had another 1% correction today, so we've had a little bit of volatility coming back in. But that record had been just incredible. We also had been in a situation where we had, of the past uh, 29 Mondays, 26 of the 29 Mondays were up. I mean, that is an amazing because it's ordinarily a 50-50 proposition. When you stop and think you had 29, 20, 25 out of 29 Mondays up when it's usually 50-50, it, it, it's really quite an amazing uh, statistic. So this is some type of a, of a major cycle high that's due to come in uh, Sunday. And uh, I, I believe it will probably be triggered uh, in the currency markets, uh, probably with the euro or the pound or the dollar, something like that. That would be my guess. And then it would come over to the other markets that we're looking at. Now, how, have you, how have you arrived at that date of, of, of Sunday? Well, I do, I do transits. Uh, you know, I watch the transits of where the, uh, the, the planets are. And when there's more than uh, 14 planets at any particular time, 
that are making angles in the sky. That's known as a Pesavento index. Uh, Frank Tauscher of the Super Traders Almanac gave it that name about, oh, I think about 18 years ago because it has such a high degree of accuracy. However, the last three that we've had were only marginal. They basically did not hardly work at all. And the only time that's ever happened was in 1974 when we were making our bottom uh, in December of 1974 with the Dow at 500. So this is really quite large, and we have 16 aspects that are due to come on Sunday the 25th. And it's also going to be uh, the new moon is, you know, followed, excuse me, the full moon is followed, you know, very closely behind. And then we have combust, which is Mercury conjunct the sun, due on Wednesday. So we're going to have a really, really volatile week coming in here this this week. And it, it'll usually cause a surprise of... Um, of some kind, so that's what we're that's what we're looking towards. Now, I, I remember. Um, in fact, I I I, I listened to you, and, and we spoke in March of um, two thousand and nine, uh, almost yes. a, or just over a year ago now. And uh, you'd been talking about, you know, a turn date coming in early March. I think it was about March the eighth, and you know that was the low. That was the low yeah. in, in the stock markets, and you nailed that to the day. And you 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 talked about that day. I don't know for several weeks or even months in advance. Is how yeah. does in terms of major turning points, in your opinion, how does April the twenty fifth compare to March, early March of two thousand and nine? It has the same equality. Yeah, they're they're virtually the same. We've already started major corrections in the Chinese and Asian markets. They've already started down. I mean, people don't look at it, but uh, you know, if we started down in the Hang Seng uh, over a week ago, we started down. Uh, in Hong, um, uh, Japan, uh, over you know four or five days ago, uh, China we started down uh, five days ago, and not only that, we've gapped down two days of those. I mean, pretty significant gaps. Uh, and the, these are markets that are just in bear markets. I mean, the, these markets are retracing old highs. You know, they're not making new 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 highs. So that uh, the trend, you know, longer term trend, I, I think, is still down. What they've done a masterful job of doing is showing everybody that there's everything is okay, there's nothing really wrong in the world, and actually nothing's really changed. I mean, you know, they gave the banks a lot of money and stuff, but, you know, the recession is still there. We got, you know, almost, uh, what, uh, 14 million people out of work here in the, Uni- in the United States with unemployment at 9.7%, and we've got interest rates that are getting ready to start to go higher. So there's a, there's a lot of things that, you know, economically that should make this work too, but I'm basically a... A technician, and so all the technical things are lining up uh, as as good as it gets, uh, you know, on scale. In fact, I sent someone a, a special letter today, um, a very good friend of mine, and I I recommended to him that you know this is we're on a Richter scale of 9.9, and that Friday is the day to you know to start you know putting everything together. If I'm wrong, we'll have an explosive move up uh, next week, you know, and we'll we'll go above 12,000 in the Dow, and we'll go above. Uh, 1230 in the S&P, that, that would prove that, well, I've done something wrong with my analysis and it's not working. But uh, if it starts down strong, then the, the game, you know, the, the, the game is going to be in our court for a while, Dominic, in my opinion. OK. Now, I mean, what happened uh, in the kind of 2007, 2008, 2009 correction, basically, was that the stock market went down, gold went down, oil went down, and the U.S. dollar index shot up. Do you see more or less a repeat of that? I don't, I don't know how the dollar is going to react to that. I'm not so much interested as that as I watch each entity by itself because each pattern is different. 
uh, if you've noticed lately, the euro has totally disassociated itself from gold. I mean, yeah. it's like gold, it's just like has a uh, bubonic plague on the euro. It doesn't want to have anything to do with gold. And so that's telling me that there's something wrong in the euro currency itself because this is this is a correlation that's been going since they started trading the euro uh, 10 years ago. You know, back in 2000, it's had, a, I think, about a 90 or 95% correlation you know, with gold, and this time the correlation over the last uh, four or five weeks has just been horrendous, and the euro is, you know, continuing to, you know, to be weaker and weaker. So this is why uh, you have to look at each one separately. Okay. So, I mean, w when you say there was a correlation, the euro and gold would rise together, in other words, and they right. stopped and they doing would go down. They would go down together, and lately, you know, gold has had a pretty good rally coming off of that uh, 10,000, uh, excuse me, uh, 10,400 level. Yeah. What am I talking about? 1,040 level. Yeah. And then, you know, we had a good $130 rally off of that. And during that time, the euro was trading at around 37 or 38, and now it's down around 30, just barely 33, and it's almost ready to make new lows here. So it's going to be an interesting situation that we have uh, coming in this, this next week. It's going to be very volatile, uh, Dominic. We've had no volatility in the stock market here in the United States since February 5th, you know, it's basically been a straight up move and, uh, you know, straight up moves usually ends, you know, quite badly for the public. And the, the, the big thing, uh, Dominic, that people don't look at is the put call ratio. In other words, the number of puts versus number of calls hit a multi-decade low this week. In other words, there were so many more calls bought than there are puts that hadn't done that in two decades. I mean, this is a level that we haven't seen in a in a long, long time, you know, over 20 years. And that tells you that everybody is incredibly bullish. And you know usually what happens when that occurs. Now, my timing might be off by a week. I, I don't know. But, you know, the, the prices that I'm looking at, all of the patterns have completed at 1.618 expansions. And um, this is an ideal situation. I mean, you just can't ask for it uh, better than this. It's similar to it was in October. But the October, you know, we only had got about an 8% break. It broke for about three weeks after that. But it didn't have the, um, the strength of this cycle that we have here on the 25th of April. It's, uh, it's actually quite a huge one. Okay. Do you have a view on the long bond? Yeah. Just look, look down where your shoes, where you tie your shoes, <laughs> and then go about two feet below that. And that's where the move will start. Now, they, they look horrible. I mean, they're having a little bit of a rally uh, today, but it's still a, a, a horrible, horrible situation here. We, if, if we get a collapse in the market, uh, there, might, there might be a rally in Treasury bonds, but that would be a, a Christmas gift, in my opinion, if we could get the bonds up to 120 or 121. Um, they just look horrible, and, you know, they are going lower. It's just a question of we've had lower tops, lower bottoms. Uh, it doesn't rally on good news. It goes down on bad news. I mean, it's it's screaming to you, you know, please sell me. Yeah. The one thing I should mention to you folks, because you have a lot of people in the U.K. and Europe, is the stock of Billiton. Uh, I think it's BLT. Yeah. The uh, largest uh, raw materials um, uh, company in the world, I believe. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Biggest metals producer. That has one of the bearish patterns that you could ask for it had an abcd butterfly at the top about six or eight days ago and then it's had two sharp gap downs uh this is a that's a very ominous uh, picture considering that the, you know that our commodities have actually held up a little bit 
you know, with copper and gold and silver and platinum and stuff, whereas that has already turned, and that's the largest one in the world. So that's a real indication of, uh, you know, ominous things that could be occurring. Okay, well, usually where BLT goes, oil goes. What, what, what? Or I should say, BHP. What, what, what? What's your view of the oil market? Well, the oil had a great deal of resistance at that eighty-seven level. That was a three-drive to a top pattern that we had been pointing out. And you know, remember, we were bullish oil when it was thirty-one, thirty-two dollars a barrel in January of two thousand and nine. And you know, we believed that it would get somewhere between sixty and ninety. And eighty-seven is the pattern that completed. Uh, just a few about a week or so ago and so as long as we don't clear the 87 level it looks like we're ready to uh, you know have another leg down every time you know oil breaks it usually rallies back two or three dollars that's just the nature of the trading vehicle because it it moves on the slightest bit of news and you you can trade it you know almost by the minute because it moves so nicely but you still have to watch it on a longer term and as long as we don't get above 87 it looks to me like we're going to go back into the the mid-50s uh, in the oil market. And uh, gold, what's your view on gold? Gold is at the moment of truth. We hit that 1170 area uh, last week after it ran up 10 days in a row. Uh, that was a 61% retracement coming off the high that we made at 1223 down to the low at 1040. And uh, that was a retracement back, and we, we promptly broke over $50 a barrel. We rallied back you know, 20 or $30 of that back, but uh, we've got a clear 1170 a barrel. If we can do that, uh, 1170 per ounce, if we can do that, then I think the oil or gold could go into, um, you know, much, much higher levels and pro- possibly make a, a new high. And um, what about our great British pound? Do you have a view on the pound? I know you trade that sometimes. I traded it. Well, I traded it today. I trade it as often as I can. It's one of the better trading vehicles. The pound has held up incredibly well versus the euro. Another, the trade to be in was to be, you know, short euros, long pounds, and the euro has basically broke very badly, and the pound has held up somewhat. However, uh, the, the key level in the pound is the uh, 149 level. We're four points away from that, and these markets are so squirrely. And I mean by squirrely is that the liquidity can, you know, dissipate very, very quickly in some of these things. You can see some really big moves in some of these currencies in the next eight or nine days that that will actually, you know, scare some people. Because we haven't had anything scary happen in the stock market for a very long time. And so what we're looking for is some really increased volatility to come into the market um, starting Sunday night and proceeding all next week. Okay, and you think the currencies are going to are going to lead this? Lead this? Yes, I think it's going to start in the UK, and I don't know what will be the trigger. It could, you know, the Greek thing is really baloney because you know it's a, that's a small amount of money they're talking about that. You know, they're 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 jockeying for position politically, in my opinion. So I really don't think that means very much. But I do believe that it'll start there. Uh, the big crash that we had in 1987 uh, started in Asia in the currency markets. But I don't know if we're going to have a crash, but the market is set up for one. I'm playing for one because I'm buying out-of-the-money puts uh, into May, and they're, they're giving them the way. I mean, you can just buy a put here for and control twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 worth of stock for just a few hundred dollars. I mean, that's just a – if you're right, you'll, 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 you'll make a lot. You'll make maybe 50 to 100 times on your money. If you're wrong, you lose a few bucks. But uh, how how far out of the money are you buying them? You don't have to go any farther than May. Uh, the strike price is around May, 
and I would go usually one strike out of the money. In other words, if you wanted to do a 120 uh, put in the S&P, do a 119 or something like that, and uh, you, you'd be fine. Okay. Um, and, and so what 120 would be a, a par with the S&P at 1,200? Yes, that's pretty much what it would be. They're, they've been running around, uh, oh, two and a half to three dollars. Uh, and they move quite well. I mean, you can, you can day trade them if you like, but I'm trying to position for something a little bit bigger. And, and remember, Dominic, I'm wrong, you know, quite a few times. And this could be one of those times where I'm wrong, but, but everything is lined up perfectly. We've got patterns. We've got cycles. We've got, uh, the bullish sentiment is, is, uh, as high as it's ever been. This is higher than it was in 2007. In October, when we were and everything was good, and Bernanke said he saw no recession in sight, you know, and I still believe that before it's all over, is all these people that have been saying that you know it's all over and everything's fine and we can give them all the money they want, that they're going to come back and wish they hadn't said some of those things. And I believe me, when these people, if they get into trouble again, if they think they can go back to the banks and to the Federal Reserve banks of the UK and the United States and get money again, they're going to be sadly mistaken. Because there's too many people out there that saw what happened, and they're not going to let it happen again. So if we were to have your, your, your ideal scenario and all your trades were to come right, we would see, if I'm correct in saying, we'd see a falling stock market, we'd see falling oil, we'd see a falling long bond, we'd see rising gold. Not necessarily rising gold. The gold has to get above 1170 before it can rise. Oh, okay, that's the, that's the line in the sand. Yeah, because we could be at the deflationary scenario that this is based on it will will bring everything down. And, you know, we've had a rally and, uh, you know, we had a pretty big break in all the grains and they've rallied back a little bit and they found pretty substantial bottoms. But uh, this is a critical level that we'll be looking at here uh, come this week. It's a timing thing, uh, Dominic. It's one of those things that you don't get uh, you privy to very often. I mean, it's a, it's almost like a perfect storm now. Hopefully my umbrella won't act like a lightning rod, but it's everything, everything is there. The ideal situation is we stay right where we are, maybe even make a new high uh, on the NASDAQ and maybe the S&P and something else marginally uh, into Friday. That would, be the, that would be the ideal situation is to have the market do that. And then if it gaps down Sunday night, it's, it's really all you have to do is put your stop above whatever high was this week and go on vacation go back to uh, baja or uh, cabo san lucas and uh, <laughs> you know just take a little little vacation <laughs> okay come back in three months yeah and um and in the currencies you see presumably a rising dollar and a falling pound and a falling euro is that correct or are you not you're not so sure about the pound well, the pound I'm not so sure about. Um, the, really, the real reason is is that the U.K. economy has held up a little bit better than some of the others. They still have a lot of debt and everything, but they're in so much better shape than the rest of Europe, which is the euro, that it could be, you know, it could be less weak than the euro. And maybe, maybe, maybe all the currencies drop. I mean, people don't realize that, but sometimes cash can be king and everybody holds their own money. So you'll just have to wait and see how it plays out but there's i really see some increased volatility coming up here next week there's so much happening cycle wise and the patterns are completing this like i said it's a perfect storm whether it's going to be perfect in my opinion or or the somebody else's opinion we'll have to wait and see okay well um I, I, so the the main trade as if i'm gleaning what you say correctly the main trade is short the stock market 
Yeah, short the U.S. stock market. Be short by Friday afternoon before the market opens on Monday. Yeah. And uh, if it should happen to be sharply higher on Monday, uh, you either wait an hour or just get out of it and just wait and see. The cycle has a, a, a two-day orb on it. So you have a Monday-Tuesday orb. It comes in on the 25th, so you have the 26th to the 27th of it working. Yeah. And the 27th also happens to be a combust, which is one of our most accurate uh, thing, which is Mercury conjunct the sun. And that's uh, 88. Basically, it's nothing more than an 88-day cycle is all it is. You know, you can call it what you want, but it's just an 88-day cycle. And that, that one is incredibly uh, accurate. So we'll have to, you know, see what happens with, uh, with that. All right. Well, Larry, brilliant stuff. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I, I love the way that you, uh, you, you don't kind of wishy-wash. You come out on the line and you say what you think is going to happen. And if you're right, then great. And if you're wrong, well, you, you stand by it. Um, it's, it's, directly, it's directly related to the amount of hate mail that I get, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic, I, I would like to ask one favor. I don't ask this very often, but what I would like to do is, uh, if I'm right or wrong, maybe next week we could do a little review of what went right and what went wrong. Absolutely. Why, why don't we do that? Let's, maybe uh, we'll know by Thursday. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll know by Monday or Tuesday, most probably. All right. Well, I'll, I'll look for you, say, on Tuesday. Okay, my friend. Thank you very much. Larry, do you have a website that you'd like to give out? Uh, Yes, you can go to www.tradingtutor, that's T-U-T-O-R dot com. Okay, excellent stuff. Larry Pesavento, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dominic. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 